Hey all you sexy bookworms, welcome to this special episode of Shit We've Read After Dark. This episode features spicy, mature content, and the topics discussed may not be suitable for everyone. Please, take care as you listen. Now, light some candles and make yourself comfortable as we get ready to go deep deep into this book that is (laughs) we hope this episode is as good for you as it was for us (laughs) hello and welcome back to shit we've read after dark i am one of your hosts jason rico on this very sexy episode where we will be discussing soul eater by lily main um you all can't see it right now but all my co-hosts are laughing at me and trying their best not to pick that up on a microphone but uh anyhow okay hi hi everybody welcome back are we at like sexy asmr channel now what the fuck was that <laughs> i didn't feel consensual i just thought it was funny you kind of disappeared from the camera can you, can you hear the ice can you hear the ice in my drink here's the asmr that's pretty, oh, no. that's pretty ASMR of you. Anyhow, hi. Hi, everybody. Hi, Rico. Hi, everybody. Hello. Welcome to another episode of Shit We've Read After Dark. It's our first After Dark episode of the season. We are back. Everybody loved these, apparently. We started them off as a joke, maybe, and here we are. We're still going. So, joke's on us. Let me say hi to my co-host, Laura. Hi, Laura. Hello. How's it going? Glad to be back. <laughs> Uh, we also have Bella. Hey, Bella. Hey. <laughs> oh, see, now I can see you. Long now time no see. Yeah. Yeah. Those of you listening, since there's no video, we're all wearing hoods. If you read this book, that'll make sense. And if you haven't, maybe we'll explain it. Maybe we won't. Who knows? Uh, and of course, we can't do After Dark episodes without Emma Skies. Hi, Emma. Hello. Season two, baby. Season, well, <laughs> season two of After Dark. Technically it's our season third season. three, season two for After Dark. <laughs> new right. season baby there you <laughs> Whatever go. I love it. I love I'll it. take that yeah <laughs> I'll, just, I'll just splice that in uh, okay um, bef- I, I mentioned the book but before we get more into the book and what it is about I have to ask this is an adult themed episode so of course um, may- some of us may be drinking adult themed beverages is anybody drinking anything fun for this episode Emma what you got I am drinking a massive bottle of water because I'm wow. fucking dehydrated as hell. You, you've had an adventure last the last uh, yeah. few days, so fair I enough. I thought about it. I got a bottle of wine today, and I was like, this is a bad idea. I don't think – I think in the last five days, I've had two full meals. Maybe I don't do that tonight. Oh, Yikes. Probably a good call. Bella. I support that. Are you? Uh, uh, I, I have a feeling you're not drinking anything because you just had surgery. But how are you doing? What yeah. Are you so no, I'm I'm with Emma tonight, where I'm like I am having hot chocolate that's not very wow. hot because I have one hand, so I couldn't really steam it up as much as I wanted to. Yeah, I'm, I'm drinking hot chocolate, so mm. you know, nice. spicy. I heard the words hot <laughs> and steam, and I'm in. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Laura, we're over two. Are you drinking anything fun? I I am. I actually. So I don't know if I've talked about this before, but I'm kind of technically allergic to alcohol. Fun. Those damn Asian genes. But I do have medicine that helps me. So I planned ahead and I took some of that. (laughs) 
And so I called my husband uh, and I was like, hey, are you off work? Can you go get me some wine and chocolate? And he's like, what? Good Why combo. the fuck do you need that right now? <laughs> don't ask I said, questions. Don't worry about I was it. Like, I was like, I'm recording after dark episode tonight. And he was like, what? You were reading a dirty book and you didn't tell me? <laughs> How and come you like, didn't know, Laura? I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like, you were reading a dirty book and we weren't having sex. And I was exactly. Like, I was like, no, we were. I just didn't tell you we were re- I, that I was reading a dirty book. <laughs> <laughs> I was definitely thinking about it, but you didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I I uh I just had him go and get me a uh, a sweet cheap bare fruit barefoot fruit scotto strawberry. That's the best. Which flavor did you get? S- strawberry. He <gasps> also he also brought home blueberry and pineapple. <laughs> Oh my god! I didn't even know they had a blueberry one. I'm addicted to those. They're so fucking good. They taste like candy. <laughs> so yeah, I've got good the to strawberry know. tonight. I will probably try the blueberry sometime this week. But watermelon yeah. and then, also amazing. Ooh. They have watermelon. They do. Oh my god. Maybe I just gotta go buy them all then. Just <laughs> next time we'll have a wine and book pairing. Night. There we go. Yeah, what about yeah. you, Rico? What are you, what are you drinking? Well, this episode is apparently brought to you by Barefoot Fruit Scotto, but um. <laughs> I I made a themed cocktail, kind of. It's a uh, peanut butter whiskey. Oh, oh! Uh, it took me a second, but I got there. It there took you me go. a second. If you read yeah. it, you'll know. You'll yeah. know why. So peanut yeah. butter whiskey with um, a little bit of uh, vanilla essence. Vanilla essence isn't the right word. Uh, extract. There you go. It's an e word. <laughs> I mean... I've been drinking clearly vanilla extract and coke. So that actually sounds not half bad. <laughs> It's pretty good, actually. Yeah, I'm kind of, I'm kind of trying to picture what that would taste like. It's, I don't hate it. It's kind of good. I mean, it tastes like Coke with uh, some peanut butter in there. It's, it's pretty good. Is actually. it actual peanut terrible. butter or is it a flavoring? What's well, a? It's the whiskey's flavored. I don't, th- oh, I don't think it's made oh, of real okay. peanut butter. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Oh, okay. you should put some real peanut butter in there. Well, that would be sick. Oh God, gross! Like, yeah. and it's. I cold. just love peanut butter. Just, oh, just, and just suck Listen, it up through a straw. I just, I just love peanut butter. So. Well, so does Danny. More than merrier. Anyhow, so all right, so the book we are reading, Soul Eater by Lily Maine. This is the first book in the Monster series which is a post-apocalyptic fantasy series featuring monsters and human men falling in love, which is very cute. Aww. Love it. Uh, this book was recommended by Ruta M., one of our listeners. Uh, last season, if you listened to the episodes, each of the hosts took a turn picking a book. Uh, this season, we decided to start it off with um, a neutral pick that none of us chose, uh, and then we'll go from there. But anyhow, so this was recommended by Ruta. Thank you. Thanks, Ruta. Because it is an After Dark episode, I have to tell you guys, this is mature content, 18 plus. So if you're not 18 plus, get the fuck out of here. He says with an F-bomb. <laughs> get the fuck Look, our out. podcast is already rated 18 Explicit, plus. Explicit, Explicit, yeah, so. <laughs> Along with that content warning, I have to say there are content warnings from the author about what's in this book. So if this matters to you, please pay close attention. This book features explicit sexual content non-human genitalia, mentions of family death, captivity, torture, graphic depictions of on-page killing, injury and violence, grievous injury to both main characters, one instance of queer phobia, insect-slash-spider-like monsters, and PTSD. So, please take care of yourself as always. 
Um, okay, synopsis. Now, normally you all pick on me to read the synopsis, but I am leading <laughs> this discussion, so I got to pick on one of y'all. Nope, Emma. Nope, no, nose goes. You're you're reading it. <laughs> nope. You're reading it. <clears throat> all right. All right. You're drinking water, so you, you're the most I am, hydrated. I so you can, water. you can wow. read this. <laughs> nothing, nothing like a good fruit scotto. All right. Everybody, bear with me here. 20 years ago, monsters rose on Earth and began a new age of civilization. One where humans lived in military-controlled, cramped, and dirty cities along the coasts, and the majority of the United States is known as the Wastes, a lawless, desolate, and dangerous place teeming with monsters that have claimed the land for their own, including Win the Soul Eater. He appears every three years, making his way across the country and slaughtering humans randomly, sucking them dry until they're nothing but husks. I've only been in the military for six months, but now I'm part of a unit tasked with trying to stop and capture him. And when I'm the only soldier out of hundreds that the Soul Eater leaves alive, I realize that something about me has intrigued him. But what is it? What could a 23-year-old guy from the South with no one and nothing in the world have possibly done to capture the attention of a death monster with horns, blackened fingertips, and a face hidden in the dark depths of his hood? Emma, I'm going to need you to read that again with a southern accent, please. Particularly Absolutely not. Why? Accent. <laughs> Why was it that the one time the synopsis is fully from the point of view of a man, Jason doesn't read it? <laughs> I, you know what? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Got a good point. It Got just a good be point like there. that sometimes. <laughs> I am a 23-year-old guy from the South. Yes, apparently. you are. I believe in you. <laughs> Okay. Uh, I forgot about the three-year thing until I just read that synopsis. Yeah, I didn't pay attention to that. I did because I kept wondering, like, well, what happens when he goes back? But we'll talk about we'll talk about that more. We'll talk about it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's let's get into it. Uh, no spoilers. Just first thoughts. Uh, what did we all think about this book, Bella? I'll pick on you first. Oh, damn it! I didn't want to be the first one. I kind of liked it. I think. I hope I don't know if anyone's yeah. going to change my mind. Your confidence I, in that. Yeah. Only your opinion. You did well, or you okay. didn't. So that I can shit on well, it. <laughs> <laughs> I was pleasantly surprised by I one first of all I forgot what the book was about as I usually do when I start reading these books. I'm like I just know that I have to read it. It doesn't really matter what it's about. So let's just dive in. Mm-hmm. Um so I was pleasantly surprised given that like I don't like non-human romance books typically. Like I just don't like the non-human aspect of romance. Like it's not my thing. I understand a lot of people do like that, not king shaving here, but like it's just not my vibe. But overall, like I like a dystopian novel, so it kind of had me there. And like the anti-military rhetoric, you know, always love that. So I was, I don't know, I was just pleasantly surprised that I didn't hate it and that at times I actually kind of enjoyed it but I think there were some like pacing issues and like some storyline issues that I was like yeah you know it's a romance novel like I get it we're just fucking around that's literally the point of this book (laughs) so like (laughs) things have to happen for like this sex scene to happen or like to make that make more sense so yeah I have some thoughts overall but like yeah pleasantly surprised I, I did not ate it and actually kind of liked it at times it was a fun easy read too it was really short i think like my kindle told me four hours and i breezed through it faster than that so like yeah no complaints nice about the link about the link <laughs> no complaints about the link yeah that's always good yeah laura oh my god uh i also didn't remember what this book was about <laughs> 
But I actually ended up really enjoying it. I think, you know, I haven't read too many of these books so far, erotica books, but I think I've I've already come to the conclusion and just easily accept that there's going to be plot holes and yeah, you know, there there exactly. are going to be things in this book that just don't always make sense and I just have to turn off that side of my brain um and just enjoy the ride. And so that's what I did. And <laughs> I I I actually ended up really enjoying it. I liked the the chemistry between the yeah. two characters. And uh I I did not get to be in every episode, every After Dark episode last season, so I didn't get to read all the books you guys did, but this, I think, is the first uh, gay male-male book that I've read, so it was new, different to me, but I still really enjoyed it. I did, I did have some questions in terms of timeline, like, Bella, you're saying the pacing was kind of weird sometimes, so I didn't always have a full understanding of the timeline but again i don't think that really mattered so much overall so thank you laura yeah another person i'm most uh curious to hear oh my god emma what'd you think about this book i so i was looking forward to this episode because i feel like i don't know where i land with this book because i liked some things and i didn't like others so i always go for like a star rating I feel like this book is a solid three and it, sometimes that felt almost too high, but at the same time, anything in the two range feels too low. So I don't know where <laughs> I'm at entirely. It's probably going to end up at a three. There were the thing I really liked the characters Wynn and Danny are two main characters. The, the couple was really good. And when you're reading a romance novel, that's, that's the big thing. If you don't like the couple, the whole book is going to fall apart. So I really liked the two of them. Like Laura said, I really liked their chemistry. But the, I don't even want to say the plot because there wasn't one. But the like, the <laughs> everything around it, the story that was crafted around them was not great. Like I kept waiting for the plot to start because there's so much to set it up. And then it just goes nowhere. And like, it's like the the first quarter first third of the book is all of this lead up and then you're like okay we're working towards something and then it stagnates for the yeah. other like you know until the last 10 percent. so i'm kind of i'm kind of wishy-washy on this i really like the couple i really like the romance i love them as characters i love a good like misunderstood monster and danny's a very sweet character and then everything around them i was like i have so many questions and i would like to know where this is going so i'm kind of a, a, a give and take Good and bad. All right. I, where, I, where were you at with this? I, I don't disagree with some of those criticisms about like there being a lack of like a solid plot and, and there being a lot of questions on where this is going. That said, I kind of really love this book. <laughs> this might be my favorite of the ones we've read. Really? Maybe. Wow. Yeah. More than okay. the Kraken? I think, I think so. And I think that's because I bought into the couple way more than I have any other couple that I've read. I could okay. Um, yeah. Even her soul to take. Yeah. Really? And it's funny oh, yeah. because as I was reading this book, uh, I kept really kind of comparing it to that. Cause one of my biggest criticisms of that book, which like the reason you you who read it liked it was the balance of the story and the smut. And I and it never really meshed for me. I kind of wanted it to be all story or all smut. But this one I felt like had a good 
balance. I went. It's weird to say it had a good balance of plot because there wasn't a plot, but it had a good balance of there being smut and then non-smut scenes. Like, <laughs> okay. Does that make sense? Like, I don't yeah. know. I where hmm, I don't know how to explain it, it. It kind of felt like it wasn't necessarily about the plot. It was about watching their relationship. Yeah, more. yeah, mm-hmm. and 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 I believe that growth of them getting there. Right. All, so many of these other books that we've read has been like moment one. The guy's like, I saw her and I need to make her mine. I'm like, oh god, and my eyes are rolling. But this wasn't that. This was like very. <laughs> I don't know, enemies to lover, very slow burn. It was a natural progression for exactly. the two of them. Exactly, and so I, I bought into it. When it was developing, I was like, oh, I, I mean, obviously that's where it's going, you know that. But like, I liked that development, and I liked them finally getting there. And when the passion showed up, it was like, I f- bought into the passion. Um, and so I really enjoyed this book. So, yeah. Fair. Yeah. I do think, I think this is probably my second favorite couple after, because Her Soul to Take is my favorite one I think that we've done, but mm-hmm. Danny and Winter up there is like a really good couple that we've read so far. Laura, I don't know about you, but I am not ready for this heat. Uh, me neither. It's only May and we're already hitting over 90 degrees here in Sacramento. And it's only going to get hotter, which means it's more important than ever to make sure you stay hydrated. Yeah, but sometimes plain old water just doesn't cut it. What do you mean? Well, anytime I take my food truck out to an event, I am constantly having to refill my water bottle and I feel like I can never drink enough. And don't get me started on all the attendees. After hours of dancing and partying in those hot temperatures, the first thing customers ask when they come up to the truck is if we have any drinks. Well, that's where Liquid IV comes in. With festival season upon us, planning for faster, efficient hydration is essential. And Liquid IV has you and all our listeners covered while you get ready before the festival, power through your favorite act, and recover after the weekend. Ooh, tell us more. Just one stick of Liquid IV and 16 ounces of water gets you five essential vitamins, two times faster hydration than water alone, with three times the electrolytes of traditional sports drinks. Wait, really? Oh yeah, I've been using Liquid IV for years and I love it. I have a box of the passion fruit flavor sitting on the top of my fridge so I can easily add it to my water bottle whenever I feel run down, before I head out on a hike to a secluded area to read a book, or just whenever I'm thirsty and want something with flavor. Laura, you know how you always tell me my skin looks so hydrated and refreshed? That's probably thanks to Liquid IV. I've literally never told you that. Yeah, that's because you're a horrible friend. While I, (laughs) on the other hand, am an amazing friend for telling you about Liquid IV. But if I haven't convinced you already, here's the best part. Liquid IV is more than just a hydration brand and believes that equitable access to clean and abundant water is the foundation of a healthier world. To that end, Liquid IV partners with leading organizations for innovative solutions to help communities protect both their water and their futures. To date, Liquid IV has donated over 39 million servings in 50 plus countries around the world. Wow, that is so cool and definitely something to support. So Laura, what do you say? Are you ready to experience the Liquid IV difference for yourself? I am, and everyone listening can too. Right now, you can get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code SWRPOD at checkout. Again, that's 20% off anything you order when you shop Better Hydration using promo code SWRPOD at liquidiv.com. Okay. 
Okay, so those are our first thoughts. Let's uh, let's talk about some of the the plot and the specifics of this book. <laughs> what uh, plot? Well, okay, what plot? I don't know. This, yeah, there's no plot. There's this. I think the author set up such an interesting world premise. Yes, like I. I mm-hmm. think the first, like like you said, like the first 30% of the book was all about building up the world and like the conflict of like we're in a dystopian world all across the world. Like the, the world between monsters and humans has been like broken open. There's a seam in North America. There's a seam like in other countries, other regions of the world, like doesn't really matter. We're focused on like North America right now. And like monsters are everywhere. There's like the wastes where people live with monsters. Well, in harmony, quote unquote, with monsters. But like they're basically like living outside of the system, outside of the government's like control and influence. And then you have like the cities where people live and like the government reigns and there's military. And I was just like, I'm so interested in this. This is so interesting. Like I can see this being a thing. Like this is kind of where like our world is going to head. Like people are just getting like cities are getting bigger and bigger and like the middle of nowheres are getting smaller and smaller. And it's not necessarily monsters that are our issue, but like climate change, but like, it's still really interesting to see that parallel. And then like the whole, like Danny, not really believing in the military, but like being part of that sort of like military pipeline, poverty, like military pipeline of like, you know, being dependent on government resources to the point where he has to join them, even though he doesn't believe in the cause. I was like, oh my God, I love this. Mm-hmm. This is so good. And then like the misunderstood monster, love a good misunderstood monster. Like when we find out that like, he's actually the the good guy that like some of these monsters aren't all bad. Some of them are, some of them are like stupid, like lower life forms in the monster world. Like all of that. So good. Like so well thought out. Like it was simple enough that like I could picture it. It kind of reminded me of like uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer the initiative um, yeah. where they like capture vampires and they try they give them souls and like which is like an uh, put inhibitor chips in their brains so they can't eat humans like all this experimentation on monsters and I was like okay I'm into this I'm into this um, so yeah like what were your guys' thoughts on like the first 30% like were you hooked were you like still waiting for more like I was very into it at that point and yeah, like it was, it was yeah. just really well done. I think the the world building or or the introduction to the world was definitely really well done. It made me want to learn more. So that's kind of what I was referring to in that I just kind of accepted that I'm not going to get more of that because it's mm-hmm. not really necessarily about it. And then I also remember there are eight other books in this series. I just so found that out. <laughs> eight? I meant to plus, look that up. <laughs> plus like novellas or like shorts or something in between mm-hmm. there. So I was like, if I really want more, I'm probably going to get it by continuing to finish the series. The thing so for Jason me, shaking like, his head. <laughs> the, a lot you, of books. Yeah, you're right about like you know, knowing what you're getting into, like when you go into a monster romance, you're not really going in for the the world building and all of that. Uh, so what you get is nice. My thing is that if you're going to try, like if the author is going to try, they need to go full out. Like if you're going to try mm, yeah. to sell me this big world, I need you to keep going. Because one of the things that drove me nuts the entire book, and this is probably because I grew up military, but it's just referred to as the military the entire book i'm like is it the army is it the air force is it the marine corps like who is it what's the chain of command like what's the structure 
of this sort of mm-hmm. nebulous military that this author has built because there and there are only two ranks ever mentioned. We don't even know Danny's rank. Obviously, he's enlisted. He's just gotten in. But they she only yeah. ever mentions what was it a a captain and a lieutenant as like those are the big bads. Like those are the guys that they're running from, which is also really funny because lieutenant and captain are not particularly high ranking officers. Like there's like five more levels above them. And it drove me insane. I'm like, if you're going to try to like build this structure and build this world, I'm going to need you to look into it more, like have a little bit of research. Because like, who's running this? Who's at the top of this chain of command? And maybe I'm going to find out in the next seven books. But like, where I need something in this one. It was just this very nebulous, like capital M military that had me like scratching my head every time it was brought up and it just like it led really to nothing like it it just continued to be like for a while you have it in the beginning and then the entire middle of the book is just wandering the waste with no real mention of them and then they kind of come back for a climactic thing at the end and then they're gone again what was that Bella, to go back to your initial question about, like, how did you feel within the first, like, 30% of the book? I, I was into the book. I really enjoyed their their dynamic. I did keep close track of, like, when we got our first sex scene, which didn't happen mm-hmm. until about a third of the way in. 32%. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. Yep. So almost exactly mm-hmm. a third of the way they into the book. And I was like, wow, that's kind of too long to go without a sex scene. It was very but also, long. I'm okay. I, I didn't feel like I was missing it. I wanted it because that's what I want out of the book. But I was still on board with what I was being told. Um, And I I go into these books expecting essentially just sex scenes. That's really all I want out of these books. Uh, Piece together in a way that makes sense. (laughs) Piece together in a way that's enjoyable, whatever that may be. And I got that. So I agree that there was no real plot. It was just them traveling. It was just a travel episode of a TV show. Um, Right. They were just walking from sex scene to sex scene once yeah. they started having sex. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. I, was, I was into it. Yeah. Uh, great. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> at that point when they left the base, they were just wandering the wastes, mm-hmm. the land without without the government, but like has humans scattered about like scavenging and living, you know, off the land without the law and monsters. And like something that like I know there's not a lot of plot right in these erotic novels. You've all said it. But I was expecting like just like a little bit more variety in like the kinds of kinds of things that would happen in between the sex scenes. Yeah. So like it it did feel like walking from like motel room or like abandoned house where a sex scene would obviously happen. Um, I was also waiting for public sex. Was anybody expecting public <laughs> sex? I was kind of there's like, no there are public. <laughs> yeah, there's no, like nobody the to do it. In front no, of. I mean like outside sex. Oh, just outside. outside. Just oh, outside. outside. Yeah. Okay. Like I don't know. <laughs> we got in a, a grocery store. Yeah, we got a mention of it, and like in a, in the woods, but they didn't actually do the scene. It was just like we fucked against a tree at this one point, and yeah. I was like, well, yeah, show don't tell. Yeah, where's that? Yeah, I was like, hello. Is that a short story? That's what we're here for. Is that a short story in one of these books? <laughs> is, that the, is that the novella? It's like 100 yeah. pages of sex in the woods, Laura. <laughs> That's what Laura's brain was on. <laughs> Speaking of scavenging, though, can we talk about how, like, it's been 20 years, but these stores still have oh, yeah, so no. many supplies? No, no. Oh, so yeah. many supplies, running water, electricity, and half the places they're in. I'm like, oh, what yeah. is this? I left What's a happening? note. I was like, how how is this house still working? 
They're like, we're going to so, go find some antiseptic gel. What do you mean that there's medical supplies just lying around? Well, so number one, the the fact that it was still on, like the author, like she kind of writes it in there as like, oh, well, like sometimes the military bases nearby keep the water and power on. That was for, only like, mentioned the whole area. once. They mentioned once, first of all. So like if you missed it or like, again, it's like, so every town they happen to go to. And to be fair, there were some that didn't have water or power, but like, again, it wasn't mentioned as much. Like this is where it was a sex. This is a sex book, you yes. guys. Like this yes. is erotica. That did it. That was not the point. If there was no power, they were fucking in the dark <laughs> because Wynn could keep his hood on. Okay. Like that was the point of that mention. <laughs> so like I let things go. I like that the author tried. Yeah, the author to try. I was really yeah. like, that's yeah. There it kept me hooked. I was waiting for like, when are we gonna run into some more scavengers? The other thing I was like, where are the monsters? Like, we yeah. are not running into nearly as many monsters as like Danny has been told that monsters are roaming wild and free and that these humans are basically like not really human anymore. Like they've, you know, 20 years of living out in the wilderness, like surviving has dehumanized them. And he's so scared of the waste that he like when uh, for our listeners who have not read the book, like he was given a choice when when escaped with him from like the military base, he gets captured like he's like, you can go out into the waste and live by yourself or like come with me. And join me on this journey. Like, and at this he point, chose... he still thinks it's like a murder monster. He still thinks he's a psychopathic monster. Yeah, he still thinks he like kills mindlessly every three years just to get off, basically. And he chooses to go with the murdering monster rather than risk life alone out in this like wasteland. So like the fact that there were like not nearly as many humans like attacking them or whatever or monsters getting at them, I was kind of like, you could have made this interesting. Like, we could have made these sex scenes, like, extra dangerous. Like, fucking in the woods, and then, oh, no, humans try to kill you. Like, I don't know. There could have been some, like, conflict here that I think, like, the author kind of neglected a little bit to make it more interesting. Y'all just really want fucking in the woods. I, it's just an example. <laughs> it could have been, could have been <laughs> in a cornfield. example. <laughs> <laughs> the author did say at one point, like, wrote in there that he was lied to about how dangerous. Yeah, that's true. I, I mean, military propaganda yeah. would tell them, like, no, you need to be in the cities because it's way safer. I mean, I get that. But I was also like, I feel like you still would have run into a lot more monsters, yeah. period. That being said, like, yes. <laughs> they run into two monsters. One's a friend. And then one is, like, so dangerous that it, like, absorbs. It eats humans by, like, moving over them or it, whatever. Like, oh, my God. And it kills everything you? in its path. Have any of you guys played Limbo? No. Very, what that is. Oh. It's the, it sounds like the monster at the end of Limbo. And that was mm. all I could think of. Because that thing is gross. It was great. Oh. Or maybe it's inside. Whatever. Any one of them. Um, I, I, the author does try, like, she does mention that part of the reason they're not running into other things is that they avoid win. Right. Uh, so that's true. Because yeah. he yeah. gives off this like fucking anti-monster aura. And like, wouldn't you see the monster yeah. like a flying? Because he mentioned like there might be some flying monsters. Like, keep keep an eye out. I was like, well, that's when you bring in a flying monster. Right. Like, the, the next. The flying the next monster scene. has its own book. Really? Oh. Yeah. Oh. That, that's oh, the thing I, that kind of annoys me. Is this feels like I, a setup I, for the series, right? Yeah. Like, yes. You know, you're going to get is. all this in the rest of the series, but I don't want to read seven other books. So I, I, I enjoyed this book, but I, do I don't like read the, the genre next one enough. I want to read Eden. I do like Eden. I don't know you that do I want like to read like the book. Eden. Which brings me to a question. How do they communicate? 
How did how did they know how to do they have cell phones? How did Wynn call Eden to be like, hey, come uh, hang out that with was, us? That's a great question. I have no answer. Yeah, I don't know. Cool. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. I did um, wonder that. I was like, wait, how did he just said like he summoned me? And I'm like, is it because they're friends? They have some kind of like connection? But none of that was explained. Uh, did any of you listen to the audiobook by any chance? No. No, because I'm not a psychopath who listens to it in the car with their father. Okay, hold on. Okay, let me explain this. I'll get, I'll get, to, I'll get to my thought next. You, you need to answer. I'll get to my thought for your next. Thank you for bringing it up because I forgot about it. No, we're talking about it right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Dad, you probably never listened to this episode, but on the off chance, you do. Hi. Um, yeah, so I was with my dad this weekend. We were driving back uh, from Santa Rosa about maybe hour and a half drive in when I drive, I'd like to listen to without books. traffic, without traffic. Yeah. There's definitely traffic. Anyhow. So I was listening to this book. I listened to this book on the way there and then I picked him up and I listened to him on the way back. Uh, he was, he did say he was going to put on his own headphones, try to listen to music, try to take a nap on the drive. I'm like, perfect. He's going to be asleep. I'll just put in my own earbuds and listen to this. I didn't, I mean, I knew there was a chance of sex scenes, but you don't know what you're going to get. And I definitely listened to, one or two sex scenes with him in the car, which is interesting. Is it legal to drive with earbuds in your No, ears? you can have one in. Yeah, you can you have, one, have in. one in. I just want to say, when I read A Court of Silver Flames, I was getting my first COVID vaccine, and it was early in the pandemic, so it was just me and a bunch of old people, and I got to the first <laughs> smut scene of that book, and I was like, I literally can't read this here. All these old people are going to know what's going on. See? And I closed the book, and I That's read it That's the home. right you kind of shame. You coward. <laughs> That's the right kind of shame that society wants you to have. That is acceptable. No shame. Rico. No shame. Shamelessly listening to porn in his ear with his father in the car. I do feel a little embarrassed reading it. I can't even listen to like romance novels on audio. I can't do it. I can't do audio. I have not tried. I can't. I just can't do it. Well, the point I was trying to make is I like the voice. Well, I like the narrator a lot. I thought he gave everybody really good voices, but I really liked his voice for eating because it sounded kind of like Antonio Banderas. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Nice. And okay. I really liked it. It was just kind of this like old school kind of like suave guy. I'm like, I like it. So anyhow, that's, that love... was the point I was trying to make. Oh, okay. Well, you sorry. sociopath listening to it with your father. You had that had to make it to the podcast. I'm sorry. If you really hate it, you edit our episodes. You can cut it out. But <laughs> it was gonna come no shame. up. No shame. No, <laughs> no king shaming. But that's fucking weird, Rico. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I mean I listen to romance novels on audio typically, but like so, these erotica ones sometimes get real intense, and I'm like, I don't know if I want my ears fucked by this book. Okay, like that's just a lot to listen to. And I think this book would have been a lot to listen to. There was a lot of like dick flicking happening, like in the pants, like when he would like think about when he'd be like, "My dick jerks. twitching, twitching." There's, I don't remember f- twitching, flicking of the dick. Twitching, sorry, it's a very different thing, Bella. Twitching, twitching. Yeah. not flicking. I, that's like from like an observer's perspective. It like flicks versus like your body it twitches. <laughs> You're welcome. I'm getting into the nuance of of what happens to your own dick versus what happens to somebody else's dick. Exactly. Thank you. This is the other person's perspective. In play. <laughs> okay. Speaking of of descriptions of what happens to the dick, uh, what is this author's obsession with pre cum? 
because I, I also noticed that she yeah pre-cum so much and the way she mentions pre-cum is like it's fucking gushing out of the dick it's like that's uh, that's, that's not, not how pre-cum that's works that's not how that works no like the, what, I, I put this quote his pre-cum was flowing non-stop onto my tongue oh, it doesn't just I don't flow think non-stop <laughs> that's not that's at that point there's something Wait, wrong who's who's was doing that 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 was wins I, I think he was describing that, wins yeah it must have been wins wins not a human wins a monster thing Wins not yeah, human. Wins not human. Um, I, I, at that point, I don't think that's pre-cum. I think that's just come. That's just a steady <laughs> flow of. Just of, keeps going. Of, just keeps going. Just keeps going. I will, the the one thing that I learned about uh, every you know you learn something new from everything you read. You you learn something every day. What <laughs> yeah. I've learned is I don't ever ever in a smut scene want to read about nuts. <gasps> the worst. <laughs> Why did she keep calling them nuts? <laughs> Oh, I wrote that so down. Bad. And like kept <laughs> referencing them. He kept talking about it. And like the first time it's mentioned, there's a note in my Kindle. Literally the first time he says the word nuts in a sex scene. And I highlighted it and I said, I don't ever want to see this again. And two sentences later, it happens again. <laughs> and then she was trying to happening. use a variety of terms over the book. Yeah, she was trying to mix it up. My favorite one she put is nuts like rocks. What? Nuts like rocks. Go see a doctor. This guy has rock nuts and nonstop pre-cum. Go see a doctor. Holy shit. What is wrong with you? He's a monster. When I finished reading this, I was like, I have a lot of questions about the male anatomy now. (laughs) Because I don't Mm. know if some of these are accurate. (laughs) I was really weirded out by the the way that she would describe. I can't. I I don't even think I decided to highlight this, but it it came up a lot in the book. She would she described it as something like, um, my my balls uh would squeeze s- squeezed up or yeah. shrunk up or yeah. whatever. And yeah. I was like, is that how you is that how it's described? <laughs> But it was all like <laughs> everywhere. I was like, I don't think any of us can really answer that question. That's Only cool. one. Uh, <laughs> I hope Rico's dad isn't listening to this episode. I, <laughs> the one thing that frustrated me was the the use of the same terms and descriptions. Yeah, throughout the whole book, were overused. So there was that one, obviously. A lot of stuff about pre-cum. There was a, a lot the describing Win as um, in the darkness of his hood or in the depths of his hood. Depths of his hood. That's how it was. Yeah. Everywhere. I was like, why? Did anybody else notice the amount of times that she used the word huff or huff? Yes. Oh. He well, huffed I, his I, amusement. I specifically looked at this. How many times would you say she used the word huff? You looked it up, didn't you? I did. I did. Let's say. I'm really bad at these kinds of games. Conservatively, 25. <laughs> I would say more than more 25. than that. I say conservative. 200. I'll tell you 200. my guess. So the first time, at a certain point in the book, I highlighted it, and I was like, "I'm putting my guess down right now. She's going to use this 47 times throughout the book." I counted. Okay. I, I searched it in the Kindle. 57 times. It's a lot. She uses the word he huffed, an amused huff, a huff. You know, I heard a huff from one behind me. I was like, I swear to God, I'm banning the word huff. No more. So 
So I think this is where I think the book could have been like a good hundred pages shorter mm-hmm. because there was a lot of repetition, like between like, again, the scenes of like, they're walking from one hotel room or motel or house or like grocery store to another. And like these scenes of like walking on the road together, almost touching like that happened a few times. Like these words are really repetitive. Like there's only so much you can do in an erotica novel. Like there's only so many times you can describe a sex scene before you're like, yeah, that was a sex scene. And there were a lot of them and they kind of blurred together at a certain point where I felt like Rico and I was kind of skimming. Like I was like, I know what she's saying here. I don't skim sex scenes. Yeah. Cause she's said it. (laughs) Okay. When it became clear after like three seconds, that she was clearly trying to hit like every combination right right of the way the two of them could fuck each other yeah and i was yeah. like okay i wonder this one's gonna be next what's gonna be this like what other combination can we get and there were multiple combinations because we had the monster genitalia so there were more mm-hmm. options than we otherwise would have had speaking of which did anybody see the shape of water yes mm-hmm. that is exactly how yep. she describes the fish's penis yep any Exactly. The, the the little little hand gesture, yes, her, her gesture hand that motions. she made. <laughs> She's like, does he even have? And she like does the motion. And I was like, that's the that's this. That's yep. this guy. That's Win. So Win is the I've fish locked, from Shape of I've Water. I blocked that from my memory. Um but that, yeah, that checks I, out. I appreciated the 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 different trying to hit all the different ways to have sex. Yeah. Because we did not yeah, get that, that whatsoever bad. with uh, Lord of Eternal Night. We did not. Very and it was true. Like, there's there's so much more you can do. And I want to I want to read it. Uh, and so, yeah, we got we got it all in this book. So I did appreciate that. Like any any variety that could have happened, we, we got. Yeah. But I think it was, you know, the stuff in between that was like just very stagnant. Yeah. Yeah. Repetitive. It's like when you're when you're playing like a, a shooter video game and the whole game is like, walk here, shoot this, walk here, shoot that. This book was just walk here, fuck here, walk here, fuck there. Like that was. <laughs> At, the, at a certain point, that was all the book was for a while. And I would like to point out, I was reading this on a plane on my giant ass iPad, full fucking brightness. And like every once in a while, I'd be like, all right, I'm at a smut scene. Let me change the direction I am facing here. So this guy next to me is not just reading this with me. It was a odd psycho. Who reads a smut book next to other people? Well, well, I'm not listening to it, so it's fine. You, know, well, yeah. you, don't know, you don't know what I'm listening to, but we know what you're reading. We can see it. <laughs> I, at a certain point, you, I was like, they're going to laugh at me for this, but I think it's really funny. So I was worried. It was a daytime flight, so I didn't have to worry about like the reflection in the the window next to me because it was daylight outside. But I did get worried that like the reflection was in my glasses. So when I got to a sex scene, I would take off my glasses. <laughs> Which is the most oh, overly paranoid. Gosh. Like nobody is looking at you that no. hard. But it's like more like a computer thing, <laughs> like being on a, a Zoom screen or something. Oh my god! <laughs> like I'm gonna take my glasses off so nobody catches the reflection of this. Wow, <laughs> that is that is definitely paranoia. <laughs> being very careful. One trope that this book had, and I appreciated it because I've only gotten it in the female flavor was the like plain girl who is inexplicably special or irresistible. Yeah. Very much. And that was Danny. It was like, Oh, this is kind of cute. I've never, I've never read it in, in male form. Uh, And so I did appreciate that. There was slightly different. It was interesting to me that, that, well, there's a couple of things about that, that of the like 300 soldiers in that group, he was the only one that had like any reservations about this at all. Sure, I guess. But 
Um, this reminds me, this is another, because I, I, I also read Fourth Wing right before this, with which I had the same uh, issue, where, like, why are you just throwing away your soldiers? You do not have the population to be doing this. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? What's mm-hmm. happening here? Mm-hmm. Just willy-nilly murdering all of- Like, it worked out really well that Danny didn't like anybody that he was with, because Wynn killed all of them. Yeah. So, um, really good thing you didn't make friends. That would have been awkward. <laughs> yeah, and that's again like where the author like surprisingly had really good like storytelling where it was like we had up until that point read how like Danny didn't have friends. Nobody was ma- like no one was connecting with each other. Right. So they were all just like numbers to one another. Like literally he had a number. They were like soldier blah 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 blah. Um Yeah, it was really interesting. There were plot holes of plenty but then also like some really good plot points or like plot building that happen yeah and to rigo's point when yeah. when um when he starts asking for danny specifically to talk to him like that segment of the book i thought was really good where like yeah. he's trying to figure out why this thing wants to talk to him specifically like what what's special about me i'm just a, a nobody dude from nowhere um i really mm-hmm. liked those interactions they had yeah. Yeah. yeah it was really good yeah I liked it. I like I liked the writing. I will say they that the author sweet. Yeah, they're super sweet. I, I think the author wrote things that were convenient to what she wanted to say. Yeah. Everything was like a quick mention of, oh, you know, food is scarce, but one can find it. Um mm-hmm. like certain things that were not really addressed. She kind of just wrote a line to address them and then move mm-hmm. on. Which mm-hmm. It's kind of infuriating if you actually want to buy into this world and buy into the the premise of it. But again, I don't care about that in these type of books. <laughs> I'm just here for a good time. Yeah, these books don't have to work as hard. No, yeah, but not a long time. No, I'm not going to read intended. eight books. That's way too many fucking books. Holy shit! I I think no, I'm going to read I'm... the second one. Are you guys Are you guys going to read the Eden book? I don't. I was thinking Ooh. about it. I don't really want to read it, but it sounds like you're supposed to read them in order. Um, because apparently, uh, Danny and Wynn make an appearance in the next book. Yeah, that generally happens. They'll, like, pop up. Uh, I think in the author's note at the end, she even says, like, you'll see Danny and Wynn. I bought the Wynn novella. Oh! Which is supposed to take place after Eden's book. So I'm like, do I have to read Eden to read the Wynn novella? Because I don't really want to. I I bet you probably don't. Like, I bet you, like, Eden and whoever, like, their partner is comes up and win. But, like, I bet you don't actually have to read it. Yeah, probably I don't know. Not. I, would, I would guess not. Those yeah, depending on how, like, on their the, own. yeah, depending on, like, how the plot through line works in that, that's pretty common that, like, they'll pop up. And if you have read their book, you'll get something more out of it by seeing them again. But if you haven't, it's not like you're going to be totally lost in the plot. And it's a novella. So, like, what's the plot going to be, really? You know that's, who I want to That's probably all sex scenes. I'm sure they'll pop up, and I'm curious as to what book, but the, the scavengers that try to save Danny. Oh, um, yeah. I guarantee you they're going to mm. pop up again. Like, like I forgot as, about that. I was reading that. I was like, oh, this is a setup for to see them again in the future. So I'm just curious where they're going to. Because I wanted that to come back in the in the story. I wanted, yeah. I don't know, I wanted that to pay off a little bit. Like when uh, Wynn got shot, I was like, maybe it's them. Maybe they were the ones to take out 
the monster because mm-hmm. they didn't believe Danny wasn't being kidnapped or. Oh, so, yeah. No, yeah. And yeah, no sorry, I, I liked that scene with the with the two scavengers for I really liked that. That's probably one of my favorite scenes in the book for just the idea of like there are humans that aren't terrible and that are trying yeah. to help other people. But also just like the interaction of them running away and Danny immediately turning to me like, you're so fucking dramatic. Like, what was that? <laughs> and yeah. they immediately just starts making fun of him. And that, like, their dynamic, they were so cute. I love the two of them together. They I love so them. cute. Yeah. Or, like, the the big scary monster who's actually a big softie is, like, one mm-hmm. of the best tropes. One of the best. Yep. Oh, gets me every time. Also, I want to <laughs> see if those, like, magic fucking bullets that ripped Wind's face apart are going to come back. That was, again, convenient. That, like, yeah. you've been talking about how, like, these people are impossible to, to kill and you can barely do any damage. But, like, oh, here's this. And that he still didn't die. Did like, not. Still was fine. Um, okay, Rico, I just thought of something. Yeah. And, like, your comment about, like, the whole, like, innocent, like, boy who is nothing is somehow very, very special. Mm-hmm. Right? That made me think, like, there was also, like, that, like, virginal aspect Mm -hmm. to Danny like the naive like oh I don't know Mr. Scary Bad Boy like I I was I didn't even like sex until I met you and I was like this was kind of great to see from like a male perspective (laughs) yeah it was kind of great um it was just different I don't know there were some things here that I thought were really interesting that like were gender tropes like turned on their head and I, and I bought yeah. it in this book. So that was a, this was a criticism I think we had when we were talking about des- desperate measures. Because wasn't she a virgin in that? And all of a sudden yep. she was like game for everything. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck? Like you went from zero to hundred real quick. Whereas in this, I bought the idea of Danny like just being so attracted to one, wanting to do stuff, but he's not like immediately buying into having threesomes and and he's nervous and, about it. And he's nervous, yeah. And, and so mm-hmm. I, so I, I this book did. For me, anyhow, things very well that previously I had critiqued. Um, was it a perfect book? No, but I really no. enjoyed it and and I had a fun time reading it. And it's it's my my second male love male book. Um, I did not enjoy the first one really at all, and so I'm glad that I could read this one and actually really enjoy this one. I uh, I liked that there wasn't any like um. <sighs> like discussion or conversation of the queerness like it just was mm-hmm. right right it was very it I did was too. really no- like there was no point where he was worried that Wynn wouldn't be attracted to him because he's male like that didn't occur yeah. to him at all mhm and there wasn't even any like internalized homophobia from Danny like i was like he being a military guy he wasn't like oh it's weird that i like men like i shouldn't like men like there was no shame he was just like here's a hot guy that I want to have sex with and I get to have sex with him. Lucky me. And I was like, fuck yeah. That's what we need. <laughs> like the military, because then we meet, we see like one of the big bads from the military. And he does like there is like homophobic slurs mm-hmm. that he mm-hmm. throws at Danny. Um, and Danny does mention like the military told him, like, you know, real men don't cry and things like that. So like obviously there there still is that present in society. So it was just really refreshing to see like that that had not affected him and was not going to affect the story. And so it was just kind of like queer joy in a way um, amidst all this like chaos and dystopia. Like they just were able to love each other and like have great sex and, you know, live, live on. They also had 
what I think is one of the better third act breakups I've ever seen, for lack of a better term. I cannot stand the third act breakup. I would love for romance as a genre to be freed from the shackles of the third act breakup. But theirs felt very <laughs> natural. It felt very real and it felt very believable. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of times I feel like you're you're reading a romance novel and like, you know, you get to the third act and like something has to happen to keep it going. So it's like some stupid argument or some ridiculous misunderstanding. But theirs was a very real, like both of them were very um, uh, justified in the way that they were feeling. So like when obviously feels like he has brought Danny into this horribly dangerous situation, he forced Danny into this, he manipulated and coerced him into this. And now Danny is in danger because of him. So he wants to send him away. Danny internalizes that very much as he doesn't want me anymore. I'm too weak. I'm too fragile. He wants nothing to do with me. Like from both of their perspectives, it felt like a very reasonable fight for them to yeah. be having. And they both had very reasonable reactions to that. So in terms of Mm -hmm. like the third act breakup, this was definitely one of the better ones that I've seen to the point that as I was reading it, I wasn't reading it as a third act breakup. It was just a natural progression of things that had happened. Yeah, it it felt believable from either perspective, how the other person was acting and stuff. So like that conversation where Wynn says, you don't seem happy. Like from from his perspective, yeah, Danny, Danny is hurt. He's you know, feeling rejected, but Wynn doesn't know that. So he yeah, just having looks, nightmares, PTSD. Yeah. So yeah. Danny just looks like he's depressed and unhappy and doesn't want to be there. So I liked I I, I did really like that. Um because it, it felt it felt very real, like you said. It definitely yeah. kind of hit you in the feels sometimes. <laughs> and it's also, you know, it was easy to relate to in certain certain aspects. Um, feeling like you don't, you're not enough for your partner. They're so. just so and, sweet. Yeah. I mean, while it felt really believable, I will say that as someone whose job, like I studied comms in college, like that's my job now is just, it was so frustrating. I was like, this is a communication problem. Just oh, talk yeah. to each other. Yeah. Like oh, yeah. I still hate when an argument is like just solely based on like you, if you just sat down and had a conversation you wouldn't be breaking up right now. Like there's, yeah. cause I loved them so much, but then that was also like a testament to like how invested I was because I was like, mm-hmm. oh my God, I can see how this is going. Please just talk to each other. Like, God damn it. Have a fucking conversation and get eaten out of there. <laughs> like he is not helping. Um, yeah. And like for the next book, like I'm so, so I think the reason that like I was even like remotely interested in like Wynn and Danny is like Wynn is like relatively humanoid in like shape and appearance. Like I guess his face is kind of different and obviously his genitalia is different, but like to some extent, like it's pretty human. I don't know, like giant purple monster. I don't know how that's going to go. He doesn't really look human. I don't know how I feel. Like, I don't know. That's again, we're like, I think like we're like the Kraken story that we read last season, like was scaring me because I was like, I don't want to see someone have sex with a squid. Like, I really don't want to do that right now. <laughs> but it was a human that had like a Kraken soul. I don't remember. Yeah. Um. You know, the, it was like, oh, okay. I can, I can deal with that. Like shape shifting. He looks human. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, there are some tentacles involved. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, and that's kind of how I felt about this. I was like, mostly human with like weird, you know, okay, there's a slit and the 
penis comes up. Sure. I can believe that, I guess. You've seen it in Shape of Water, apparently. <laughs> like, I can buy it. But I'm so curious about the future books, like Laura mentioning, like, the flying monster. I'm like, I don't know. What does <laughs> what the I'm flying monster look Air like? What I just, like I'm, like, I'm still really not into the monster-loving trope. <laughs> what I'm hearing is that we need to read the Double Dick Dragon book. No, you Exposure keep therapy. trying to get me to read that. No. Exposure therapy. No, Bella, I, I it, feel like I've just had a series of close calls. You never with this know. Group. It might be one of the next books for this you series. Know. You don't no. know. No, I, if we have veto on anything, it's going to be that one. That um, is kind of where like I start to be a little bit less interested is the is the non-human genitalia it gets a little odd sometimes but again like you said it was like humanoid enough that you're like you know what this is actually fine i'm not gonna think too yeah. much about this right i was like i can just picture a human i can picture like voldemort here because that's kind <laughs> of how they described his face no speaking of you brought like, up buffy earlier sure. I felt like it was the vamp like when the 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 buffy vampires vamp oh. out that is exactly what i feel like when yeah that's yes that's actually a better i think that one's closer a really broad have, really sharp or like a big brow forehead yeah yeah. So okay, see that's less weird to me. Yeah. Like I'm like that's still hu- again humanoid enough. And then he has the hood on for a long time. So you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah you know, it's fine. Th- that reminds <laughs> me like what did you all picture he'd look like if you pictured anything at all before he was revealed? They made such a big deal but him not wanting to remove his hood and not wanting Danny to see what he actually looked like. like I knew it was going to be things? something stupid. Yeah. I was like, he looks fucking normal like, as hell. And yeah, he's, he's going to look like, fine. Two scars or like his eyes are different colors and that's going to be it. We're not going to get shit for this. Yeah. Yeah. I was kind of hoping he reveal the hood and it'd be like handsome Squidward or some shit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you just love those squids, Rico. Always. I got to wow. get my squids and stuff. So what did you picture, Rico? Because you asked. Well, I, I immediately went to, to stupid thoughts. Like, I didn't, like, I was just thinking of the funny reactions of him looking like handsome Squidward, uh, him pulling off the hood and he being fucking a glittery vampire. Like, stuff where I'd be hideous, <laughs> but I'm not actually hideous, right? Like, it's just, it's just a little different. It's just different. odd, but it's yeah. not, like, gross. Right, right. Um, yeah, I was kind of, like, maybe a human without eyebrows, like, weird colored <laughs> eyes, like he just has like the a regular brow, just like no eyebrows, no hair. I was like, he's got horns. I don't know. Like I, wow. you said at one point it was Voldemort. I was like, okay, his nose, he has a slit for a nose, maybe. But like, it's not a slit because he like talks about like hitting his nose on him. Yeah. At one point, like, so I was like, okay, I don't know what to picture. Also, hoping so you have like a, ta- a, a taper, a taper nose, a little dangly nose. Oh God! Fun. Like, be weird with it. I know. Wow. What, what, what if you had oh. another dick on his face? <laughs> and then no. they had sex with that. <laughs> okay. That's so weird. That's too weird. I'm glad that it wasn't that. No. Rico, don't write romance novels. <laughs> I don't like where your brain goes, handsome Squidward and dicks for noses. Look, there's probably already books out there. Jason just has to find them. I'm on, I'm on or he already has. Or I already have, and it's my pick. Yeah, I'm Great. looking at Angel and Spike, and if you just gave them like much sharper cheekbones, that's it. Yeah, I see that now. That's now my head cannon. Okay, so what were your all's favorite sex scene? I'll, I'll so run them down many. to refresh y'all memory oh, please, and anybody who maybe is not familiar. First sex scene we have: Danny gives a win head, and then receives a hand job in return. Second sex scene: 
Danny receives his first blowjob. The third sex scene, Wynn rides Danny as they fuck for the first time. Number four, we got Wynn fucking Danny. 4.5 is a description of them fucking up against the wall, but we don't really, it's not described, so it's off camera. Uh, five, we have Danny fucks Wynn. Number six, Wynn gives Danny head. Seven is after they had their little breakup, that makeup sex. And then the last sex scene is after they've said, I love you. So I love you, sex. I just want to let our listeners know that this list is actually in our outline. Yes. Provided by Jason. Yeah. (laughs) He really, really, really wanted to talk about it. I'm not going to lie. I feel like they started to blur together. I don't know that I can... Really remember the, I'm only what asking was going on Emma asked in the past, and I was not prepared. It's and fine. So this it's time, fine. I need to I need to pay attention. And I knew you were going to do that, so I tried to have an answer prepared. But mm-hmm. at some point, it all blurred together, That's like fine, Emma said. And the I, reason that I asked previously was because we had read her soul to take, and those sex scenes were so different. Like there they were, were different sure. kinks going on in each of the sex That's scenes. True. And this yeah. one, it was just like different positions. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so the very. They're all the same. Quote, unquote, vanilla sex. I, yeah. I feel like the one that stood out to me the most was uh, number five, Danny Fucks Win. Ah, yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But mainly because the sex scenes before this were mostly Win doing things to Danny. Right. That was like and the I first was time like, he took over. Yeah, I was like, I mean, that's that's fine. Like, sometimes that's how a relationship is. He was new. Is. He was like his first time having um, sex, too. He was like, I don't know what I'm doing, so he, you yeah. steer. But I felt like yeah. that one stood out to me more because I was like, oh, now now the human, Danny, the smaller guy or whatever, he's actually um, doing this now. And it just kind of felt a little bit different um, from that perspective. I wouldn't say it was my favorite, but it it, it but stood, stood out, out to more you. to me. I agree. That's the only one I think that I could like really pinpoint as being different than the other ones. Like, yeah, the other ones again kind of blur together. Do you have your prepared answer, Rico? Since you were caught off guard last time. Oh yeah, my favorite <laughs> one was uh, number four when Win fucks Danny <laughs> for the first time. I thought that was. I love the cough. Yeah, I thought that was. I thought the that thing was that gets me about those out. is that, like, if you're gonna put in anal sex, I'm gonna need a good amount of prep to go into that. Yeah, and I feel like there was not enough of that. And I get it; it's an erotica novel, but still, there was there was a decent amount. I feel Just like a little bit. It was very glossed over. Pun not intended. Yeah. <laughs> I. I want to know, did I, I can't. <laughs> not, did I skim this or something or did they not do any, did, did the author not include any holding of the horns? No. No. That's a solid Why? Wow. Yeah. Why? Wow. That's a solid point. Missed opportunity, Laura. You should have been there. Like, I think it even mentions that he like brushes his horn at one point and then he like specifically doesn't touch it because he's like not sure. But I'm like. Now that you mention it, maybe that's in the Why novella. Why else are they there? <laughs> maybe that's in the novella, Laura. I'll let you You'll know. have to tell us. Yeah. <laughs> that's your homework. You have homework. Oh, great. Okay. That's, yeah, that's a fucking missed opportunity right there. Yeah, that's yeah, such a better good point. be in this novella. Think about that. Yeah. I think 
think about that. I'm going to need you to use all your environmental indicators here, all right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, because, like, the one thing that I was, like, okay, the author, like, clearly thought this through was, like, they used uh, Wynn's lube a lot, like, his natural lube. And mm-hmm. I was, like, there you go. This, like, they didn't need lube in this dystopian world. They've got a lube maker right Even there. Even if they did, they could have found it at the Kmart that they walked by. They they probably would have. Would've no, they would have found it at shelf. like. It's somewhere. No, no, no. They would have found it at the gas station in Wyoming because you know a yes. gas station in Wyoming just sells lube. Yeah. Let me tell you. I mean, if anything's going to be left there nights. in the apocalypse, it's that. Mean, obviously or going back to the horns uh, it's check off horns <laughs> if you introduce horns in the first act you got to use them by the third act and they did it so that's a fucking fail right there yep okay did anybody else start questioning oh, no. whether or not maybe i missed it i'm so scared we're gonna or ask not win has has an asshole they never oh they never mentioned it. i think because you I know when they started going the anal never route, goes near it when they started going the anal route, I'm like, well, is he going to fuck Win in the ass? And and they didn't address that. So. No. I mean, I guess he doesn't I feel like the slit. One. He doesn't eat. He doesn't poop. He doesn't eat. Yeah. But he can eat. And what happened to that? Oh, good question. Maybe it's a Twilight mm. thing and he just has, to, just has to regurgitate it. Like, oh. physically, can yeah. he? Yes. But it's got to come out. And it can only come out one end. Yeah, it's like what we do in the shadows. They just vomit it out. That's a better reference than Project- Twilight. <laughs> projectile vomit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Yeah, Twilight, there wow. is no, like, he just swallows it and there's no mention of where it goes. No, they do. So. They do actually mention that if he can't eat, he just has to throw it up. Because oh, he eats, like, when he has dinner with her family. I'm getting off topic, but yes, that is, I remember everything. I remember. Whoa, I, there is an I thought I did too. Space in my Damn. brain. Oh, my God. Take it up Damn, by Twilight. I don't knowledge. remember that. Speaking of fucking Twilight, the one, the one maybe criticism, like, major criticism I had of this book was the imprinting. I'm not a fan of imprinting. Where, I don't like imprinting. Could have used any other word. Could yeah, have used I'm not a fan. any other word for that. It was not needed. I just, I just, ugh, I just kind of ruined it for me. The concept. I knew you once, and Emma would have a problem with that. Well, like once she explained the concept, I got it and I liked it. Where like he could choose to like choose that person and like I've seen your face now, I can find you. If any other word, any other word? Why did it ha- not imprint and not mates? I'm glad it wasn't mates. Could have been worse, but I'm with you. Didn't need to be that. And again, a convenience factor of like that's just how Win can then find him when they're separated, right? right. For the climax. Yeah. No pun intended. No pun All intended. Right. All right. <laughs> Anything else? Or are we uh, ready to rate this? Emma, you already gave your rating. You said you said maybe a three. Maybe it changed. Yeah, yeah, I think I'm pretty. I think I'm pretty good with a three. A three covers like like a three can cover a lot of sins. So I'm I'm okay with a three. Three, Laura. What you, what would you give this book? Um, I I'm between three and a half and four. Um, just because I I think overall I really enjoyed it. Again, I just. You did buy the novella. So. I did try just to ignore a lot of the flaws and the plot holes. When you do that, it's actually pretty enjoyable. <laughs> and yes, as soon if as you focus I was on done, the chemistry. Yes. I liked the characters a lot. Yes, I did buy the novella. <laughs> so uh, I guess because of that, let's just say four. <laughs> Bella. I think that's very that's a very fair rating. Um Somewhere between like a three, three and a half. I think the three being like the plot, like great start, could have, could have gone further with it. 
like had me hooked, but like was overall kind of disappointed with like the lack of follow through. And again, I think it's because this is an eight book series apparently. And I think it's being stretched out, which I don't like. I wish that there was just some of that world building was still self-contained within the book. And that if yeah. she was going to do that, the book could have been a hundred pages like shorter um, or at least 50. Um, so like three for that. I really liked the characters. I think their chemistry was great. The sex scenes were great. Like, yes, some repetitive terms, but like at some point, like how else are you going to describe some of these noises and sounds? Like there were a lot of sex scenes. So like you can chalk it up to like quantity at that point. Um, it's not like you only had to write two really good ones. Like there were like, what, seven or eight by the end? Um, and they all occurred on, on camera, of the on screen. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. So it's like, eh, you know, it's a lot. Um so, yeah, so th- I think that's why it's, like, three, three and a half. Like, I'd say four for characters, three for plot. So, like, three and a half. I would agree generously. with that. Yeah. Yeah. I will recommend this to other people. Like, there are definitely folks that I'm like, this is a very good book if you are into, like, males, period. Where are you at with it, Rico? I'm going to give it a solid four. I liked it for what it was. I tend to be a little more lenient on, like, plot. Um, <laughs> you don't need plot for your porn. What a what a male trope right there. Nope. All I need to know is that <laughs> his stepsister's stuck in the dryer and I'm in. What it's something on internet. Nothing. Never mind. <laughs> I don't wow. like that. I could have lived my now I need um, to know what that means. Are you unaware I'm not gonna ask. of it? Wow. I, I understand what you're referencing. Uh, thank you. I have no idea thank what you're talking about. It's guys. weird am... to me that people don't know. You know what? We don't got to get into it. We don't got to get into That's it. That's for after. We don't need to get into the help me step okay. on stuff. After this recording, someone explain it to me, apparently. We'll, we'll educate you, Bella. We'll educate God, you. Sometimes this is where I'm like, this is the person who wanted to be a nun. Is God, there... that's where it comes because, out. Do you think there's a oh help me step bro? I'm stuck cinematic universe? Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm going to look for it. I'm going to look for it. All right. Anyways. Um. <laughs> I'm so confused. Do you even exist on the internet? What is wrong with you two? I thought I'm just I so glad somebody knew what the fuck I was talking about. Because like, oh my God. I wasn't going to let you flounder. Thank you. You guys Thank exist you so in a really dark part of the internet, apparently. I'm just going to leave it at that. I mean, okay? a four. I'll just give it a four. I'll, let's move on. Um. <laughs> Oh my god, I am so warm and I don't know if it's because of drinking or the hood. Um, this book is currently rated 4.29 out of over 11.5k ratings on Goodreads. Very highly so, rated. Very highly rated. So, I would recommend it if you're into these type of books, if you want to read male loving male romance, if you like monsters, I think this is a good book. Even if you don't like monsters, I think that's like a really big part of this book that like I wish I had known. Again, same with the Kraken. There, there, there's a little bit of monster weird genitalianess, but it's not that far off, and it doesn't it doesn't take you out of it. Versus, like I think the future books might. This one's the most humanoid, so you might might still like it even if you don't like monsters. All right, and now we get to figure out who's going to choose the next book. Oh, how are we doing this? I have a little... Um, Do you have a spinner? I have a spinner on my phone. Very professional. I got a, li- I got a little app. Let me turn off the volume so we can hear the little okay. spinny thing. All right. Okay. okay, so here we go.
Emma. All right, Emma, you're picking the next book. Okay. Do you have you a book? In, do you have a book in mind take. already? I, I do think I have a book in mind already. Let me. It's actually sitting right here next to me. Perfect. Uh, oh, great. Pre- I'm so glad someone's prepared because they landed on me. I didn't know. I was happens. prepared. And I know, I think, I is this the first one? This is the first one. Um, so I would like to suggest that we read the first of the Mead Mishaps book, That Time I Got Drunk and Saved a Demon by Kinder- Kimberly Lemming, which is good timing because the third book is about to come out very soon. I have seen that online a lot. It looks super cute. It's really short. I have been wanting to read this for quite a while, but I wanted to save it potentially for this. Damn, that is short. So, it's very, it's very short. We could, re- we could even do two potentially, but no. We this is a, this is a, yeah. That time I got drunk and saved a demon. Book two is that time I, what is it? That time I got drunk and needed a love potion at a werewolf. Love it. Love and then I titles. think book three is going to be that time I got drunk and saved a human. They're going to be. This fun. is erotica. Have, they are. They are. I'm I have in. a lot of high hopes. It's not they showing that on so. Goodreads. It is not showing up on Goodreads under erotica. <sighs> What? Uh, Wait. It's under romance. Nothing about erotica. Hmm. This hmm. is the middle grade book about a monster. Wow. <laughs> oh my God. Whoa. <laughs> Not middle grade kids. Nope. Wow. Nope, 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 nope. All right. Well, tentatively. Okay. We'll look into it. Book. Barring us finding out that this is not, in fact, erotica and me picking another book. Look, as but... long as it's not worse than Bella's pick last time, then we're good. True. Oh. <laughs> The bar is very low. Rude. I need to. I need to do better this year. I I'm have, gonna have that. To like, Listen, book. you give me enough shit. I'm gonna give. I'm gonna milk this for all I can. I know. I know. I know. We're still. We're still mocking you for the fucking tentacles. So, I mean, this is your chance to make it up to Rico. This is your year, maybe. We'll speaking see. of. Speaking of, I have. Wait, this could be kind of fun. I have Rico's birthday gifts that I forgot to give you when I saw you for your birthday drinks. If you want me to share with the world what I got you for your birthday. Oh, no. I want to know. The fact that you're bringing this up after you said tentacles has me very worried. Oh, don't worry. Yeah, go ahead. You guys want to know? You want to know? Yeah, Yeah. Laura wants to know. (laughs) Okay, I got them at the Ripped Bodice. Love it. Oh, so, oh, there we go. Oh. <laughs> <Okay>. So obviously, <laughs> wait. I le- I, I'm looking in my email because I can't remember uh, which ones they are because I'm really bad at names. Okay, one is the uh, Kraken Sacrifice by, by Katie, Katie Roberts, Roberts by Katie Robert, mm-hmm. and the other is. Rico, right up your alley. I had to get you one you probably had never heard of. And if you have, this is going to just be iconic. Sea Creatures Prefer Redheads, a romance novella from the Phoenix Pictures Vault by Brianne Gillen. <laughs> it's perfect. I feel like I that's... I always a, make fun of him for his friend. I, I feel perfect. like... yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Oh my They're god! They're both short, so you'll get through them. But I saw it and I took a picture and I was gonna send it to you and I was like, no, I just have to buy it. <laughs> this is a I have to just get it for you. That's amazing. Thank you. It's incredible. You're welcome. So they're at my home. Come get them whenever you're ready. All right. 
Okay. Plus a little little sticker, a foil style sticker of a gentleman dog from the ripped bodice. It says the ripped bodice on it. It's cute. Cute. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you. Little Chris. Victorian foil. You're welcome. <laughs> no, I was I was gonna leave my my tentacle days behind me, move on to something else, but. Mm, yeah, I don't think it's that's ever gonna happen. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's too late. You could pick one of those for our shit we read. You could. But it's Emma's pick. She's, we're going to read her book next. I have my backup. I'm so excited. So, one all right. One of these two. All right. All right. Um, yeah. Anyhow, thank you so much for listening. Join us next time for Emma's pick, which may be, I blank on the title. It's long. Or her backup. Either way, it'll be a great time, I'm sure. If you have read this book and want to chime in and give us your thoughts on anything we discussed, and there is a lot, by all means, Feel free to do so on our social media. You can find us on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at Shit We've Read. Emma, why don't you let the good people know where they can find you? You can find me on Book Talk on TikTok at Emma Skies or on Instagram at Biblioskies. Always talking about books. Definitely recommend checking out both. She is very active and has a lot of great videos of books she loves, books she hates. Always a good time. Bella, Laura, Emma, thanks so much for chatting with me about this book. Thanks. Yeah, it was fun. It. Yeah. It was fun. <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> Shit We've Read After Dark is hosted by Laura Benson, Jason Rico, Bella Romero, and Emma Skies, with an introduction by Jessalee Lee Windhouse and editing by Jason Rico. To join the discussion, find us at Shit We've Read on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. For more information about us or to request transcripts, please visit shitreadread.com. This podcast is part of the Milo Network. Visit BYLO Network.com for more great geeky podcasts. And thank you so much for listening. <laughs>